Brian Breaker. Your little whiny baby. Babe. Don't assume my gender. Friends since the seventh grade. Dude. You're just a bitch with his phone. F you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go. It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no. The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts. So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass. So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser with the best thing you've been to suspend on trousers. To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters. Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, hour. Yeah, hello. Uh, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Uh, yeah. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling. Sound is episode 427. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Of course, I am Brian Breaker. Joining me as always, Big underscore Bane. What's going on, man? Do not a whole lot. So uh, I don't know if you saw my recent. I sent you a TikTok video today. Um, you did. I I forgot to reply. I'd actually already seen that, but I was, thought my Jesse Ventura impression was good. Yours sounds like shit compared to his, dude. It was great. <laughs> Carrion Cross is or Killer Cross now. He's got. Well, you had heard a Jesse Ventura video, yeah, talking about Carrying Cross, yeah, and you thought it was Jesse Ventura. I think that was that him. was probably him. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, fantastic. That's that's amazing. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna take a step back on that one. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, what else is he doing? We ought to just have him come on and do the what WTF. We haven't intro. done that in how long? You know, I know. But, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of WTF stories out there. Oh, the boy, there are ever are definitely a ton of those um we got some wrestling talk this week we got some movie talk some toy talk and then of course uh, more 90s telewar action yeah buddy in fact i think we were recording so early i don't even know if that tournament's over yet <laughs> we will see let me take a look at that real i quick. think it should be because you usually only do what two days i do two days but um posted it sunday yeah, oh but, wow yeah it's only tuesday yeah but there, it's a far it's a far lead so i think we'll be okay without it changing anything yeah so we'll see what happens. Sometimes schedules don't always align like we want. Definitely not. But uh, like I said, we got a lot of wrestling talk. So why do you say we uh, dive into it here? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them buying energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Uh, dude, Stone Cold's making headway. He's been on our show a couple times. Not yeah. he hasn't been on it, but he's been a topic of discussion. Yeah, for our show a couple times. I wish he was on the show. We'd, we'd be doing numbers. Yeah, we would be. <laughs> uh, we start around the same time as the Steve Austin show. Damn it! Damn right. Well, uh, he you know made his presence known at WrestleMania this year, man. He did. We're gonna talk a lot about WrestleMania, the Hall of Fame, and all that good stuff. Um, first of all, 
from the beginning. What'd you think of uh, WrestleMania 38? Absolutely loved it. I top to bottom, it was a show. Going into it, I was like, eh, eh, yeah, you know, this doesn't look that great. But as soon as as soon as the uh, first first night started, I, I was kind of super invested in everything, and yeah. then I just highly entertained throughout both nights. Loved it. What you like the two night format? Love it. I yes. do too. I, I think, and what someone was telling me, they were watching the, you know, night one, of course, Austin and Kevin Owens ended up being the main event. Yeah. Which when they announced that, it kind of made me realize like, no, they're, they're There's it's, something. It's ain't a talk show. Yeah. They're not wrapping up the WrestleMania with a talk show. Mm-hmm. So you knew it was going to be something, but definitely a, a cool way. But, you know, you think about it, both of those shows, if you did both of those together and did an eight hour show like they've done in the past, yeah. that's hard to set through, man. Absolutely it is. And and it kind of sucks. Like part part of it kind of sucks the fact that you have to block out your entire weekend to watch it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's better than starting at 8 a.m. watching the pre-show. You know what yeah. I mean? Like It's a long night of wrestling. And I know they did that for a few years where they had the really long WrestleManias. And it's yeah. just like, oh, my God, this is brutal. And I'm, I'm exaggerating by saying 8 a.m., but I, I legit think it started at, what, like 1 or 2, the pre-show? Yeah. And it was, like, super early. And that was when they were having matches on the pre-show. I remember one year they had Ryback and uh, Kalisto in mm-hmm. one of the pre-show matches, and the the venue was only like half full. Yeah, because like they couldn't get everybody in at time because it was so yeah. packed. Yeah, I mean just insane. But uh, yeah, overall I, th- I thought it was fun too. I thought it was a fun WrestleMania. I, I do like the two night format. I think it. Mm-hmm. I think calling it WrestleMania Saturday, WrestleMania Sunday is kind of fun. Yeah. In you know what's funny is uh, even with everything, like even Finn Balor didn't even have a WrestleMania match. I know some guys are still left off the card, but there's so many guys. And, you know, we can talk about this, the New Day against Sheamus and Ridge Holland. They got pushed back. They got pushed back tonight, too. But, I mean, like, Daniel Cross messaged me. And he's like, if we go from Kofi Mania to being cut in a couple of years, I'm like, that's, wow, that is crazy. But it happened. Not not only cut, but then night two, like, pretty much squashed. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, was quick. Yeah, it was a quick match. And... I mean, at least they got out there and got to do something. And that's just it. I mean, they still got, the, I'm sure they still got a hell of a payday. Absolutely. I mean, they are the new day. So, I mean, they're usually paid pretty well. I, I thought it was cool that they were in the Big E singlets. Yeah. It, it was it was funny because it, it looked really weird. And there was a couple times I forgot that it wasn't Big E. Like yeah. I, it, when I was seeing Xavier, because Xavier's a little bit thicker too, but it just took a second to realize, oh, that's not Big E. <laughs> yeah. He's lost some weight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm glad they got on there. I, like I said, from the perspective of being a performer, I, I would hate to be there all year and then wrestlemania it's like sorry we got to use johnny knoxville you know you're not on the card and that's that's i i'm sure as a performer that's frustrating oh yeah um but at the same time like i feel like at least this year the celebrities they did include delivered i agree big time i agree i even logan paul is a guy that i love to hate but if for some reason he decided to stick around for a little while do a few more matches I'd be okay with it. Yeah. He actually didn't do terrible, honestly. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, I mean, obviously he, he isn't up there with, you know, some of the other guys, but like right. as far as celebrities, I, I think he's better than most celebrities. I, I'd even say he's probably better than uh, um, Stephen Amell. He had more time to train, though. That, sure, th- sure. That, that it's sure. one of those things, like kind of like Bad Bunny. Everyone's like, oh, he was so good. Like, yeah, but he trained for a few weeks. Like, yeah. you know, Stephen Amell was filming a TV show. At yep. the time. So, like, I give him a lot more credit based on the time he had to put that together. Mm-hmm. So, that's my that's my thought. I mean, Logan Paul was in the Performance Center. And and Logan Paul also, too, you could tell he felt comfortable out there. Yeah. Like, him doing the all the heel stuff, like the Eddie Guerrero, like, taunt and all that stuff. I'm like, this guy, like, 
kind of gets it. Kind of. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm still not a fan. I mean, I just, I don't, I don't feel like he brings anything to the table and, and maybe he does. I'm just like, to me, like they're not celebrities or dipshits. I, I'm sorry. Like that's right. just always how I'll feel. Well, we, they only are celebrities cause people pay attention to them. If we stop, like they wouldn't be. Yeah. You know, I, I think, I think Logan Paul's earned his keep a little bit more than Jake Paul. Sure. Um, I mean, I'm not douchebaggery aside because he's definitely got those tendencies. I think he has grown up a hell of a lot more than his little brother, Jake. Mm-hmm. Jake's still kind of a jackass. Um, and I think I, I actually think Logan, uh, I've seen clips where it's like Logan kind of has to reel him in a little bit. You yeah. Know? Um, but but well, I, they, they even had a TikToker on the pre-show. I'm just like, is this what we're, is this what yeah, we're doing now? And, like, and, Yeah. And that's. I, I just there's a lot of stuff that they're doing that I always like, oh, got a million followers. Who cares? Right. You know, hey, like I, I say it's easy because but it's obviously I, I have like 120, but like it's a little bit easier on TikTok to get a million followers than it is on like Twitter. You yeah. know what I mean? Like and, and still it's just like, but who cares? Right. You know, like it I don't I don't know. Like that's always gonna be WWE's thing. I'm just like, ugh. You could you could follow you could follow somebody on TikTok and literally never see their videos again. Yeah. But you're still following them. I mean, that's like it's stupid. The algorithm just makes no sense on TikTok. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh overall I I enjoyed uh WrestleMania and there's a there's so much to dive into. We'll start with this one. Cody Rhodes. I didn't even make note of that, but obviously he did officially show up. Yep. And I mean he was one hundred percent the AEW presentation of Cody. Yep. From you know, Kingdom to American Nightmare, the the gear, the jacket, everything. I mean, he was straight up exactly what we saw in AEW. Yeah. What'd you think about that? Loved it. Loved every second of it. And I thought that match was great between him and Seth Rollins. Um, let's, uh, let's hope they keep it up. So I told you I had a theory about him that made me think that he's had this in, in mind for a while. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what that is. The neck tattoo. Yeah. When he got that, what did everyone say? Like, my God, that's ugly. Yeah. God, that's ugly. But he got it right on his neck. Mm-hmm. So it's very clear. And it's a weird spot for it, right? Very weird. But you can see it when he wrestles, and you can see it even in a suit. Yeah. I think he was ensuring, this is who I am. I'm the American Nightmare. This is my logo. So if I ever come back to WWE. They can't put me in a Stardust costume. Because look at this. Yeah. And, I, and I'm wondering if maybe that was his insurance policy. Maybe I do. I mean, obviously the interview segments have ran wild with him since, since his debut. I, I know, um, he's, he said like, I didn't have any demands, but I told them I had one request and that is that I never want to see Stardust again. So, I mean, clearly he's like, I don't want to do that shit. And he's mm-hmm. made it known. Um, so it, I, I, I think it's cool that he's back and, and they're doing what they, what he's, kind of created on his own you know I, mm. I love it you know well and i i guess one thing he had said to vince when they met was like vince is like well it's not broke we're not going to fix it you right know? and and i think that honestly keeps the door open for a lot of aew guys if they do make that jump right it gives them a little bit of hope because we've seen what happens to nxt guys who go up on the main roster um more recently elias's younger brother ezekiel good god <laughs> How horrible was that? <laughs> I kind of thought it was funny, to be honest. It's not going to go anywhere, but just... It's just one of those things you get handed the worst creative possible. Hey, shave your beard. You'll be your own little brother. It's just like, 
what the hell? The funniest thing that about that, and I know that we're kind of getting off on a tangent with this, but the funniest thing about that, I don't know if you watched that segment or not, but Kevin Owens is, <laughs> he said, he said, you're lying to me and I hate liars. And, and Ezekiel or Ezekiel said, he's like, this is like the worst diss, but for some reason it just made me laugh. However, he's like, you hate liars then you must hate yourself. <laughs> I was like, God, is this third grade? <laughs> yeah. So, but that's what I mean. Like this is on television, right? right. This is awful. Uh, like I said, I, I, I do give them credit. I thought, I thought WrestleMania was a pretty fun show yeah. overall, but yeah, it just, it's still, and that stuff like that makes it hard to be a fan. You know? Yeah, I know. And I, but I, but going back to that, I, I think Cody Rhodes having the ability to stay who he is kind of opens the door for, you know, guys like MJF, maybe if he did want to jump over, right. they'd be like, you know, you got over because of you. Mm-hmm. We're going to bring you here. And that, that might be why guys like AJ Styles didn't have to change his gimmick. Right. You know what I mean? Because well, And again, when you come in with some equity, yeah. I think that does help. Yeah. And But, you know, at the same time, I always felt like Vince had to put his fingerprints on certain things. But I think they also knew getting Cody, getting him for WrestleMania, was a big deal and yeah. they couldn't screw this one up. Yeah. So that mean, is everyone else safe? Maybe to a degree, but yeah, you don't know for sure. Yeah. It's going to be kind of crazy that Cody Rhodes last AEW figure will be that Supreme line one and pretty well looks just like he did at WrestleMania. For them. I mean, different gear a little bit, but the same look shout out to, uh, uh, AEW for making the, the, the latest Cody figure, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's definitely a crazy thing, but yeah, I thought they had a good match. Um, um, like I said, I was, it, it still kind of caught me off guard to see American nightmare and the, the logo, like on the screen, how they do it now. But um, again, I'm like, man, that's why he got that tattoo. I, that's yeah. what I believe. I believe he got that tattoo to kind of ensure that I can see that because it's right there. It's on his neck. It's, it's hard to deny. I, I, I noticed something. And I, did you, did you watch raw or watch his entrance uh, on raw or anything? Did you see any I saw clips? clips of it? So I've noticed something like since his return, even though it's the same Cody, his like demeanor is totally different. And it's almost like I, and I could be way off base here and I hope I am, but like, it seemed like, like tail between his legs type of thing, like a demeanor, like he's almost like embarrassed that he came back. Really? Like, I, I don't, and I don't even know if that's it, but there's something about it. It's almost like he's like, like oh shit. I, I, I guess I am here like humble, but in a bad way. You know what I mean? Well, I do know he had mentioned that he, you know, that A&E does, does those biography series, um, I guess movies almost, and they're doing one on Dusty Rhodes, and he's the executive producer of it. So, like, oh, that may have been a factor, but I know Dustin's being interviewed for it. Yeah. Tony Khan's pretty good about that, I feel like. Yeah. Like, he allowed Billy Gunn to be interviewed for the DX one. And I think, you know, Billy Gunn belongs there. Dustin should be on this. Like, that's yes. all, a, that should be a thing. So I and I think Tony Khan gets that he's, a, he's I mean Tony Khan's a big fan you yeah. know and he's not going to deny something like that would Cody have been executive producer probably not yeah um, I do know I heard Cody say like I'm not gonna I told him I'm not gonna you know give the dirty secrets as to why I left but you know that's what everybody wants to hear so I don't believe that I think eventually more of that will come out maybe little by little but yeah maybe um, I I um I I definitely think. I, I still kind of think I'm of the mindset that he probably just felt like he wasn't really wanted there. You know what I mean? Like he felt like he was an outsider to the quote unquote click of, you know, the elite. And 
Maybe. I still think it's like he lost booking power. I think that's the big I'm thing. I'm sure that's a huge part of it. But I think that's what he wanted. I think he wanted and, to... Because, I mean, most people thought this was Cody's company, right? Yeah. That was kind of the mindset of a lot of people. And it really, that wasn't really the case. He probably had a say. But, I mean, so does Jericho. Jericho, I mean, Tony's going to listen to Chris Jericho's opinions. Right. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say uh, the specifics of it. I do know that last pay-per-view that he was on, which was Full Gear... He he wasn't announced for a match until like the very last minute, mm-hmm. and it was him and Pac against Malachi Black and Andrade. Yeah, and like Tony initially said it was going to be like a four way number one contenders match, and then oh, we're just going to do a tag match. It's just yeah. like well, it's like a thrown together tag match on a pay per view. I wonder if he was like really insulted by that. Could have been. Yeah, and he also mentioned something about like you know I don't want to be the guy chasing the TNT title for my whole run. So I'm like okay, so maybe he did want to be AEW champion. I was of the mindset that he was kind of like, nope, I never want to win that. I don't know. Well, I I think he just booked himself into a corner with that one. You know what I mean? Um, and, and here's the thing. If he, now that he's gone, if he decides to go back, it is a new contract. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. But I also don't know how Tony Khan is as a person if he, is he the type to hold a grudge? You know what I mean? Like, is he the type to say like, you skip town, brother. You can't come back. Does he need him? And that's just it. No, he doesn't. The the and and that's what I, I, I and I think because he was rapidly becoming not the face of the company anymore. I think that was part of it. Well, and I I posted on Twitter like, and you might not get this reference, but Cody kind of nanny McFeed him, you know, like in and I don't get that. Reference. So what that reference is is like there's a big quote in that movie uh, nanny nanny McPhee where she says like. Um, when you no longer want me, but you still need me, I'm going to be here. But when you, you know, when you no longer need me, but want me, then I'm, I'm gone. Yeah. You know, and I think AEW's to the point where like some people might want him, but he's not needed anymore. Well, that's the thing is like right now you've got all these shiny new toys, right? But here's another problem. Tony Khan signed a lot of these people kind of all at once yep. over the years. So like I imagine Danielson and Adam Cole's contracts will come due pretty close to the same time. Yeah. And a few months before that will be CM Punk's contract. I assume they're all probably under about three-year deals, would be my guess. And Punk is never going to go to WWE. He's not, but that doesn't mean he's going to wrestle for another three. Right. So, um, And I, I would assume that Daniel Bryan, I I, I could see him going back to WWE yeah. at some point. I'd, I, I think he's probably having his fun, but when it's time for him to actually wind down, I can see him going to WWE again. Could be. Um, there's a lot. John Moxley. Like I could. Uh, who knows? Because there's always going to be money in a Shield reunion. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he's he's been pretty vocally anti WWE, but money talks, right? Yeah. Um. And you know, when you got a family to support and all that shit, you know, I'm sure he'd be okay with it. It's just one of those things. Like I, I think ultimately, Cody showing up in WWE was probably overall good for the business because it gave. Like he, he hadn't been there in six years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think he felt very pigeonholed, and that's kind of why he left. Yep. AEW started. It's like, oh, this is cool. Then maybe. I mean, I've been there, too, where I was a part of a company. Everything seemed great, and then then it's not. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, okay, do I just stay here and make myself miserable? Like, why would I do that? Yeah. And that was kind of my uh, overall thought. Like, why would I keep doing this if I don't like it, if I don't want to be here? Yeah. Maybe that was his thoughts too, you know. And uh, I, I heard him say, like in an interview, he wrestled everyone he wanted to wrestle. 
I don't know if I buy all that. I think there's more to it. Well, and and yeah, I mean, he had his little list that he did, but like right when he left WWE or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I mean, someone did a new version of that. They photoshopped it with his hands folded like he had, and it was yeah. like Commander Aziz, you know, Omos or whatever. And there, <laughs> you know, the the joke guys aside, there are a lot of guys on that roster that I think we could get some amazing matches out of them. Absolutely. But there, I mean, there's some that we've technically already had, but it's a different Cody now. So I think, yeah. I think it could be potentially like really good shit. I mean, them giving him like the whole elevator entrance and stuff. I mean, like clearly they have high hopes that he'll be a major star moving forward. The raw one was kind of funny because um, he got stuck. Well, it, it's like he was already, when they started, he was already had his head poking out. And I was like, <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> well, so I, I heard Ray Mysterio said he had to crouch down on his. Yeah. And and so he's like, I could look up and see the crowd, but I had to like really crouch down and he's not real tall. Right. So I <laughs> just kind of yep. standing there like, like a goof. And yeah. Then, you know, come on up. But yeah, I mean, overall, I think it's cool that he's back. I thought him and Seth had a pretty good match. Yep. And uh, of course they gave him the win, which is not shocking. Yep. Of course, Dustin has been pretty vocal that he does not plan to go back. He, he's staying with AEW. So that's kind of shocking to me. It is a little bit, right? Honestly, because I felt like I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I, I assumed that he went to AEW just because of Cody. I think part of that, yeah. But I think also, too, WWE hadn't really done much with him. Yeah. And when he had that match with Cody at Double or Nothing, I think we all realized, like, wow, damn, Dustin can still go. Well, and I, and I know, like, and I know AEW, he's just, he's mainly like a producer now. He's a trainer producer, but yeah. he still does work. Yeah, but he hasn't he doesn't work that often, does he? He does a lot of the the dark and elevation. Oh, is shows. he on those a lot? Mm-hmm. Okay, but I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I I still think in WWE too, he could be a pretty helpful hand. They'll have to induct Goldust into the Hall of Fame. Absolutely, they will. So, I mean, yeah, it's so it'll. it'll but I could also see Tony Khan being like, yeah, okay, yeah, you deserve that. You know, yeah. same with like if they induct the New Age Outlaws. Oh yeah, he'd let Billy Gunn do that. I think so. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin, of course, makes his appearance at WrestleMania on the KO show. Kevin Owens kind of uh, more or less forced his hand into a no holds barred or anything goes match, as they were calling it. And yep. um, we get to see Austin and Kevin Owens uh, have a match. What'd you think of? Like, as I initially was a little disappointed, he comes out there in jean shorts and the Austin three sixteen shirt. Because I'm like, uh, that's that's not Steve Austin. I know. I mean, I, it is, but that's not his wrestling attire. Yeah, I was really hoping to see him in the trunks. Um, he doesn't look the same, so maybe that's not a bad thing that he wasn't in the trunks. Well, I was going to say, I kind of knew he wouldn't be in trunks because I, when I saw that promo, I could still kind of see the beer gut. And yeah, and he's looked, just thinner. He doesn't quite have the arms or shoulders anymore. Yeah. Um, what did you think of uh, seeing him actually have a match, though? I loved it. He 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 wrestles like a grizzled old vet now, Yeah, and I kind of I dig it, you know. It kind of makes him uh, seem like more of a monster. You know, compared to even took a suplex on the concrete. That scared the shit out of me. Like yeah. as a fan, I was like, "Holy shit, that's gnarly!" Um, but I, I props to him. Yeah, it was it was super fun. I love the stuff with the uh, four wheeler. The fact that Kevin Owens couldn't get it started. Yeah. I I, th- I felt like the match was exactly what it needed to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So that was cool to see Austin main event another WrestleMania nineteen years later. Yeah. Who'd have guessed? Cool shit. It was. And then of course night two he comes out during the. Uh, Pat McAfee Austin Theory match, which ended up kind of being Vince and Pat McAfee. Yep. Which is funny because that was the original rumor. Yeah. That was going to be the match. And Vince 
still jacked, but my God, he looks like the Crypt Keeper. It's like, it, it, I, I feel like, and I can't I can't quote him word for word, but it, Drew Vinsel kind of said it best when he said it, it, it could have been a horror movie the way Vince looked. Yeah. Because he's like jacked, but like he's, for lack of better terms, old and gross. There was a, did you ever see the Simpsons episode when Homer saw an alien? Uh, the X-Files do a cameo on there. Well, anyway. I feel like I have, but I don't remember it. He, he gets drunk at a bar. He sees an alien. He tells everybody, they're like, okay, yeah, you're drunk, clearly. Yeah. And uh, anyway, it turns out the alien was Mr. Burns, ah. who, uh, like, <laughs> like every Friday, he would go and get, like, adjusted by a chiropractor. <laughs> and they said it left him very euphoric. And then uh, they're like, what about the glowing green? And he goes, oh, well, working at a nuclear power plant gave me a very healthy green glow. <laughs> and they're like, look at how weird. But anyway, when you see, like, Mr. Burns kind of all, like... <laughs> Yeah. Put him on place, and he'd kind of like walk around like that's Vince. Yeah, he's yeah, just like that old crazy man that's yeah. like doesn't know what's going on sometimes. But uh, Steve Austin proceeded to give him the worst stunner in the history of, of professional wrestling. Which to me, I'm I'm so glad that that went as badly as possible. Right, and it was. It looked right. like he almost broke his legs. Yeah. Oh yeah, I thought he did break his legs, and like I legit thought he broke his legs, and then Austin came like five seconds later and started kicking him while he was down, and I was like. <laughs> Like, what if he really did break his legs and Austin's just sitting there kicking him? But what's funny is if you watch the, the the video and kind of like slow it down, it looked to me like Austin got him in the balls. Oh yeah, and and he's done that. He's said before because he wears his jean shorts so freaking tight. Yeah. he had a hard time always getting his leg up. Yeah, and I know he got Byron Saxon in the balls, big time in the balls. Uh, yeah, before, yeah. and so I Vince dropped. I think he caught him in the nuts. Oh, and so when he came back up, he was all like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> he hits the ropes, and and Nate from Ring Shorts team said, I think Vince actually countered it into an atomic drop because <laughs> his legs got all caught. Austin just couldn't help but laugh, which I, I thought was amazing. He he knew it was shit. You no, know, yeah. Which, hey, he gave Austin Theory one of the best stunners ever. That's what I was going to say. We went from one of the best to one of the worst. Yeah. It was just amazing. And then I love the Pat McAfee stunner. Yeah. It was all great. It was just fun, man. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, I got, I got to ask you real quick about what do you think of Edge's new faction? And there's a reason I'm bringing this up. Uh, so far, it's just Damian Priest. Is yeah. there another member? He's It's it's going to end up. The rumor is it's going to end up being a faction. Right. I've heard Rhea Ripley's rumored. Yeah. Um, do you think a, a fourth? I mean. I'd like to see a fourth. Um, but my, my reason for bringing this up is I saw, um, what's his face from house of black. Oh, Malachi black. It wasn't Malachi black. Brody King. Brody King. He retweeted the tweet and said, uh, when you order house of black on wish.com. And I was like, isn't house of black just basically a ministry of darkness? <laughs> like, I mean, kind of. Yeah. Like, or, or kind of the brood too. Right. Like it's, I don't know. It's one of those things. Like I, I, I did see him tweet, "Guys, relax." It was a joke. I, I get the joke, but like, it's like I don't know. Like it's kind of throwing stones at a glass house. You know what I mean? Like sure. everything in wrestling is is ripped off of somebody. There hadn't been anything original since like the nineties. Yeah, and even then, right. you know, like the pinnacle was the Horseman, right? I mean, exactly. FTR, the Brainbusters. You know, like it's yeah. all. Young Bucks are the rockers. I mean, it's all the same stuff yeah. over and over again. So uh, I didn't, I didn't know about that, but I liked Edge's new gear. I do too. I like his new look. I actually really like his new theme song. Um, I like the throne. That was really cool. Yeah, that was very cool. So I, I'm, I'm really curious to see what all they do with this man. I think it'll be really fun. I think it'll be good to give. I think Edge is really like he wants to give the rub to younger talent, mm-hmm. and so I think him 
picking like a Damien Priest which yeah. is a good one. I think Rhea Ripley would be fun because you don't really see a woman in a faction too often. Right. Like I, I think it's happened a few times. Like I know Sanity had Nikki Cross, but very seldom I feel Straight like. Straight Out Society had uh, What's-Her-Face. Yeah, Serena. Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't happen too, too often. Right. So I think that would be cool. I, I, I'd actually like to see him add a tag team, you know, to kind of get – you have the main event guy, you have the muscle, you have the, the female, and then the tag team. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know if that's the way they'll go, but I think that'd be a cool idea. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Gable Steveson, what do you think about this guy? Um, You know, I'm, I'm excited for uh, Gable versus Gable. Yeah. You know, that'll be fun. Um, I don't know. It, Yawn. Yeah, I dude. Don't, I don't really care. For the guy for his for he was drafted in the raw draft several months ago. Yeah. He's been signed for a long time, since like last summer. Yeah. And like they obviously are trying to fast track him, which mm-hmm. I, I get. Yep. Olympic gold medalist. He ain't the next Kurt Angle. No. Not even close. I, I'd say I'd say Braun Breaker is closer to the next Kurt Angle than that. Yeah. Um I mean, realistically, Chad Gable is way closer than either one of them. Um, but they're, I don't think they're ever going to use Chad Gable like that. Probably not. I mean, shorty G was one of the worst things ever. I I actually like what he's doing now with Otis. I really, I do too. As, as obnoxious as it is, the whole shush gimmick is just funny to me. I like how it says, what does it say? Shush? Shush. Like (laughs) it's really obnoxious and really annoying, but it gets me. It's kind of funny. It is. It's just, it's so stupid. It's funny. So yeah, I dig that. Um, you know, it could be, we, we could be in the era of factions again, like with, Seamus's so. group and, well, and and Roman kind of kicked it all off because he's got the bloodline. Yeah. And I they have that uh I was actually thinking about this with NXT because he he kept getting Uso chance during his match that solo Sokoa. Mm-hmm. He you know, he's related to them too. And if they brought him in, you could have Roman be the top guy, Uso's the tag team, Solo Sokoa be like your mid card guy. Yeah. I mean, I think that'd be a hell of a faction right there. Yeah. Um is he pretty big guy? He's He's around the size of the Usos. Okay. He he honestly looks like an Uso. Like yeah. he, he just looks Is he I, their little brother? He might be either that or he's just another cousin. Yeah. Um he might actually be I their think, little brother. I think their little brother got signed. I could be wrong. It might be it might be their little he looks damn near just like I him. think they should sign Jacob Fatu. I don't think he's related to them. Actually he might be, I don't know. But Well, he's a Fatu. I mean yeah. But I think that should be like their uh their muscle. I think Roman it, needs a, a muscle guy. He because that I thought he was Umaga's kid. Is he not Umaga's kid? I don't know. Is he? I might just be pulling that out of my ass, but he looks exactly like Umaga. He might be. I I don't. That's why I was asking because I don't know. I he to me the stuff I've seen of him, I'm kind of shocked he hasn't been signed. He's a phenomenal talent. Like I yeah. love that dude. Yeah, he he's definitely a guy that, and you know they know about him. Oh yeah. Um, it, it usually that's just one of those things that just takes time and you know everything else, but. Yeah. Oh, so he's uh he's Sam Fatu's kid, which is uh the Tonga kid. Oh, okay. So I believe Sam Fatu, the Tonga kid, was Haku's partner yeah. for the Islanders back in the eighties. Um so he's probably related to him somehow. Um I, you'd have to go through that whole that lineage. I remember even asking Roman in NXT about it. And he goes, I don't even know it all. Yeah. It's because it's just it's it, deep. It's because he's actually the Uso's uncle. You know they're all about the same age. He's their uncle. Yeah, because uh, his dad is Sika. Okay, so I knew I knew he was Rosie's brother, and Rosie is considerably 
older than him. Right. So uh, Rosie and Roman are... They look identical. They're Sika's kids. Yeah. Afa, Afa and Sika have a sister. Okay. Who is Rikishi's mom? Okay. I believe. Okay. And Rikishi's brother was Umaga. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, yeah, it's it's hard to remember everything. Can we draw this out, folks? Yeah. Well, so, so the rock. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, and I always wondered because there was also Manu. That's Office Kid. Manu. Yeah, that that sounds familiar. He was the le- in the legacy for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't really do a whole lot. He wasn't there much. Um, and then let's see. I think the Rock's mom is often Sika's sister. Yeah. And so maybe. Rikishi, I don't remember exactly. Is it his mom? His mom is one of the sisters too. I, it's something like that. Yeah. But uh, they're all kind of. But anyway, because of uh, basically, I think Roman is cousins with Rikishi. Yeah. Which makes the Usos his nephews. Just that weird thing. I think Roman was born when Sika was quite a bit older. Yeah. So it's kind of a like a golden years child almost. Probably. Yeah. yeah. And so because of that, it's like yeah, that's kind of how it all works out. But. Um, I think the only one not related is Samoa Joe. <laughs> yeah, poor guy. Yeah. You know, but I mean, good on him for making a name for himself and not needing that, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, Gable Steveson, I don't know. I, I like to see him develop. I just don't feel like he quite had that presence. Yeah. And uh, I think this was very telling of that, that it's like, wow, he's not quite getting this yet. And again, Kurt Angle was such a natural, I think sometimes that that's uh, lost on people. He, he was a lightning in the bottle. He was one in a million and, and you can't manufacture that just because somebody is a gold medalist. You know, I I think they kind of recaptured that to a certain degree with Chad Gable, but I I don't know. They didn't push him hard though. Right. Time will tell with Gable Stevenson, uh, Stevenson. He's got the look. I just, I don't know what we saw at WrestleMania. It kind of just like kind of looked bland, very bland. Yeah. So, uh, WrestleMania was an overall pretty fun two-day event. We also had the Hall of Fame. We yep. saw the induction of the Steiner Brothers, Queen Charmel. Uh, the Warrior Award went to Shad Gaspard, yep. Vader, and then, of course, The Undertaker. I know you're not actually a big Hall of Fame fan because you kind of watching it's kind of boring to you. Did you watch any of it this year? I did not. It was shorter. Was it good? Two and a half hours, which I thought was good okay. because it was they gave guys time limits, which I think is smart. Yeah. But overall, it was a really good show. I, the Undertaker speech, I think everyone was – thinking how great that it was amazing like yeah. it was it was so so good and um you know the vader one obviously was seeing jesse white up there that was pretty cool the steiner brothers was entertaining you know it wasn't real long but i don't think it needed to be real long yeah bron breaker even made a joke he was like i might be making the uh, biggest mistake in my career by giving my uncle scott a live mic yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i'm like hey you know what I hope this leads to more for the Steiner brothers. I'd like I to see so them too. get like some type of legends deal because yeah. I think they deserve it. And I think everyone would love to see them in action figure form and stuff. Absolutely. Cause they were I mean, one of my favorite tag teams ever. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, the hall of fame is, is definitely a, a cool idea, but I think keeping it shorter is definitely the right way to do it. Definitely. And I also noticed there were less uh, people in, in this year compared to five the, as opposed to like seven or eight. Yeah. Which I think that's probably smart too. Yes. The, the less you, put in the more you have for next year i know in years past i've watched and like the first person inducted gave like an hour speech yeah the induction was like 20 minutes i mean it's long it's man. too long way too long and you want people to have their their time but yeah. you know most everybody besides the undertaker gave a relatively short speech but i think his needed to be long 
Yeah, his, I feel like his probably deserves to be long. Yeah. You know, I, I'd probably, me personally, probably still, no matter how good it was, would probably still be bored of it by the time it was over. But I don't think you would, man. This one was really good. It was really, really good. Maybe. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't like listening to people talk. I, I, I get bored of podcasts, man. Like, yeah. I can't listen to, I, I can't listen to people talk that long. <laughs> but this one, I think because he hadn't, he's never really broke character and him kind of talking about his family and his kids and yeah. some of his opponents and, and he kind of told some funny stories. He's like, oh, my, you know, Glenn Kane. Oh, I'm sorry. He wants me to call him Mr. Mayor now. Yeah. I thought stuff like that was funny. Yeah. And it just, it was a, it was a really good one. I know Drew Vinsel put it over as the best Hall of Fame speech of all time. And yeah. I'd have to agree. I didn't get to watch it live. I had to wait because I was working the next day, but it was, it was great stuff. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, some other news, uh, Tony Storm and Samoa Joe are now all elite. Samoa Joe actually showed up at the Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor Super Card of Honor, made a surprise appearance there. Um, we saw several people show up. Uh, Brian Cage, that was kind of an interesting one. I didn't even make note of that, but he showed up at Su- Super Card of Honor. Okay. Tony Khan, it's kind of said like he's got plans for him, but couldn't reveal what it was because this was all in the works. And yeah. So that might be what they start doing is kind of sending people back and forth. That's kind of a cool idea. I dig it. Yeah. Use it as a second brand. Yeah. So now Samoa Joe, this opens up a lot of possibilities. Maybe we can see Samoa Joe and Punk again. Yeah. Samoa Joe and Brian Danielson. Yeah. Like, and not to mention all the new talent. Like, this. I think it's awesome he signed. I'm a big Joe fan. I do, too. I think there's a lot of possibilities for really good matches that we haven't seen either in a long time or we haven't seen, period. And I think this will be really fun. I'm excited for him just to be able to get in the ring, you know? I mean, Duke got really kind of fucked around at WWE. He did. You know, which is a damn shame because that guy... Fired twice in a year. Yeah, and and what was so weird is, like, he was in a program with Brock Lesnar when Brock Lesnar was like the unstoppable guy. And do that. You know? And they didn't really run that back. And I really felt like they should have. They should have because Samoa Joe was the only guy that looked like a legitimate threat. Mm-hmm. And, and he had the presence of like, yeah, okay, this yeah. guy can go. Yeah. Joe has always been like, he was one of those guys when he showed up in TNA. It's kind of like, what? Who the hell is this guy? Yeah. Cause he just did not have the look you desire, but yeah. then you start to see what he can do. And he quickly became one of my favorites. Dude's got the swagger. Like, no one else and it sucks because i love that wwe theme yeah it's a damn shame almost like a a hip-hop godzilla yeah oh dude it was great it's damn shame that's going away yeah his uh his appearance at that takeover when he kind of confronted kevin owens Mm -hmm. that's one of my favorites yep i mean joe was just always one of those guys he was always very consistent i just don't get what i still think that there's that nick Khan thing I i don't know where the hell this guy came from but he it feels like he's the big reason why so many guys got released, and I don't understand that. Well, in in in, in Vince has his certain guys that he likes, you know what I mean, and he has the certain look that he likes. I yeah. think that's why. Going back to Elias, I think that's why he's still there, is because he's he's jacked. He's jacked right around the height that Vince likes. I mean, and Elias was incredibly entertaining. I don't know why'd you have to change that up. I don't get it. You know, and maybe maybe bland ass Ezekiel will be cool too. We don't know yet. <laughs> that's so but stupid. I, I, I know when that name came across the screen, I was like, Ezekiel Jackson's here? <laughs> Holy shit. And then, you know, like, freaking white dude comes out just in trunks. I'm like, who the hell? It took me a minute to realize who it was. Yeah. It kind of looked like L.A. Knight a little bit. A little bit. Just longer hair. Yeah. I was yeah. like, wait a minute. Are they brothers? Yeah. Yeah. And not, 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 not a good idea. But, yeah, with Joe and AEW, I think he's another guy we all wanted to show up. I kind of had forgotten about him, though. Mm-hmm. And, um I don't know. I, I still hope they sign Chris Hero at some point. Yeah. Because there's a lot of, I mean, I don't know. There's just so much there. Like it's, 
I think Tony Khan's kind of recreating like 2006 Ring of Honor to yeah. a degree, which, you know what, that, that was a fun era, so yeah. why not? And it kind of looks like they're uh, dropping maybe the six-man titles. Oh, ROHs? Well, I, I noticed uh, they put up a photo of the current ROH champions, and they omitted that one. And, well, you know, he had, there was talk of them doing a AEW trios title, yeah. and that never happened. Um, I kind of wonder if like he's... That didn't want too many titles. Could be. I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think so either. I think the trios title makes sense if you have like House of Black, like three man teams. But typically, it's anytime you have that, it's always like a tag team and a guy. Yeah. So it's like the Lucha Brothers and Pac. Right. I mean, like yeah, they're a stable, but it's like yeah, it's not really the same thing. Right. Yeah. So I, I'm not. I know New Japan does it, and it's cool, but I don't, I don't think it's necessarily needed either. Not everybody needs it. I think a women's tag title would be better than that I do too, in, in my opinion. Yep. Uh, Tony Storm also shows up in AEW, fresh off her uh, leaving WWE. She qualified, I believe, for the Owen Hart Cup. Um, I was a big fan of Tony Storm. I yeah. felt like she was a great talent, and you know she's making hella money on OnlyFans now. So, yep. Shout out to Tony Storm. Yeah, I th- I think her showing up is a is a cool thing. Absolutely, it is. Yeah, I think uh, I think it kind of beefs up that that women's division. You know, I mean. She's a solid talent. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, we got some movie and TV talk. Why do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. This is Break Up and Bait at the Movies. This is Break Up and Bait at the Movies. All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? All right, I'll tell you what we got now. Of course, this is going to be probably a topic for a while just with all the new developments. Will Smith was obviously in the news last week. We talked about it. The slap heard around the world, man. Yeah. Everybody saw that, of course, and we, we talked about it pretty much at length. Uh, rumor is now, um, I guess the Academy came out and said, well, we asked him to leave, but he refused. And I'm like, I really don't think if you if you legitimately asked him to leave, I don't think you'd had a choice, you know. So I don't buy that. Yeah, I think that's them trying to save face in, in light of all the uh, all the issues coming from this. Unless they sent like a five foot two skinny intern over there, you know. That's what I mean. Like, like if you wanted him sir, to leave, can you leave? If you asked him to leave, you'd have the police, right? right. I mean, like it's not. So yeah. I don't know if I buy that. I think that's them trying to save face. Obviously, I get that it was a weird situation. Yeah, because even walking up there it doesn't look like he's going to go slap the guy. Yeah, because he's yeah. walking up super casually. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Will Smith just slaps the shit out of me. Yeah. Goes and sets back down. And then it's like, and even I think people were kind of like, oh, this is a joke. And then he starts screaming. And you're like, oh, this is not a joke. Right. He's very upset. Right. And uh, anyway, so since that time, some of the movie studios have said they're putting a hold on his movies for the time being. Mm-hmm. Probably letting, I think they're, at least my thought as they're thinking is to let the controversy die down a bit. Yeah. But this has been so topical and it was, so, it was seen by so many people. I don't know. I don't know if that'll die down for a while. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, people are still talking about the damn slap. And by, I, I felt like by the time our episode dropped, because we, we recorded, like, what, a day after the thing happened? Yeah. Or maybe two days after it happened? I mean, like, so it was pretty fresh when we were talking about it on the show. But by the time it dropped, I, I like, almost thought, like, maybe I should just edit that segment out because it's kind of, like, bored. Like, everybody's beating a, beating a dead Wait, horse at this like, point. It's like, how do you not talk about that, though? Right. And But then I was like, well... Fuck it, you know, leave it, leave it in there. But like, it's it's one of those things. I like, mean, it would be hard to edit it out. That was like our entire. That was show. like half the show, yeah. And so, um, but it just I don't know. It's one of those things. Like, 
it's them. It's my thought. It's them trying to save face, and it's. I don't feel like people are calling to cancel Will Smith, because I'm like, he made a he made a super stupid move. Yeah, but you know, like people have done stupid things. They will always do stupid things, but I think it's the movie companies wanting things to settle before they, hey, we're having a Will Smith movie because then all of a sudden it's like that controversy comes up again. It's kind of like you know. All the Ric Flair controversy from Dark Side of the Ring, right? Yeah. If he shows up in AEW, that stuff comes right back to the surface. You know, I it's almost like they wait for someone to start getting recognition again. Like, oh, now we're going to cancel him. But I don't. I I honest to God, I don't think. I don't think if they were to were to continue with his movies, I don't think anybody would give a shit. I don't either. Like I, I I think they're like virtue signaling. Signaling is what I think. Like just trying to like. Make them seem like, oh, we're great people. We're we're not gonna put his stuff out there. You know, it's like I don't think anybody really gives a shit if you put his stuff out there or not. At the end of the day, if you don't want to watch his movies, you don't have to. Right. If you do, you can. Yeah. Like, I mean, that to me is like anytime somebody tries to make a, a statement by like, you know, uh, I'm never you remember oh so Napster. Remember mm-hmm. when that all hit? Everyone's like, I'm burning all my Metallica CDs. It's like why? Yeah. You know, like it's and even then, I remember a lot of people hated on on Metallica because they were kind of one of the the few. There was a few musicians that were kind of like, "No, this is bullshit." Yeah, you're giving away our music that we paid to produce. Yep. And and, I'm, and at the time, that was a controversial thing. But like looking back, like they were right. Absolutely, they were. You're a musician, right? Yeah. I mean, your stuff. And I used Napster too when I was a kid. But like, yeah, they were right. And so it's one of those things where it's a controversial thing, but ultimately, like. They were right. And yep. so th- that being said, you, if you want to burn a Metallica CD, that's your absolute right if you bought it. Yeah. If you want to go burn it, I mean, it's stupid to do it, but you can do it. If right. you told me like, hey, every day I'm going to flush a $20 bill down the toilet, I'd be like, well, hey, man, that's probably the smartest thing. But yeah. it's your money. You can ultimately do that if you want to. Right. So I think this is a, a case in point. If you don't want to watch Will Smith movies, because for whatever reason, that slap just offended you beyond anything else. You don't have to. Yeah. But like it shouldn't be like I think, I think what they're trying to do is is pull back on that. Like the movies will probably go into production in a month or two, and then just quietly go back to it. Because a movie of his, if it's going to be filmed today or start filming today, it's not going to be released for a year. I know. So I don't understand that. Well, and also too, this whole situation—it's not just a simple black and white. Will Smith is the bad guy here. You know what I mean? There, there's we talked about it last week. There's a lot of deep deep rooted issues, you know, going on with Will Smith that I think caused his actions. Well, I, I think ultimately what this is showing is Will Smith needs help. Yes. And, and, and also too, like, I mean, there, when you look at it from a people perspective, you got people who are team will, you got people who are team rock, you know what I mean? Like this is not, it's not just a 100% Will Smith is an evil son of a bitch. Let's no, I, I, I don't. I don't think Will Smith is evil. I've no. never thought that. I think Will. And Smith I'm not saying it. you personally, right? Do, right. But. I get that, but I. I don't. I think he just made a really bad decision. Right. He made a very. Um, he had a gut reaction. His wife probably gave him a look. That's not on camera. That's just our assumption because he was laughing. She wasn't. Right. And he's obviously in a toxic relationship, which is, you know, anyone can be. We've all been there, you know, and it, it sucks, but it is what it is. And he went up there and made probably the worst mistake he could have made. I mean, he he damaged his own career for sure, and that was not a smart move. Speaking of speaking of that toxic, really, another video popped up um, with between them two talking about toxic relationships, 
and I guess like after her 37th birthday, he planned for like the next two and a half, three years for her 40th birthday. And he's like, I went all out, did everything for her, brought, brought in the, these artists. Like I had a movie premiere for her. Like I, she's like, I did all, all this shit. And he was like, it was a full day event and, uh, to celebrate her 40th, 40th birthday. And, uh, he's like, after it was all said and done, she looked me in the eye and said, uh, like that was the biggest, like, um, stroke of your ego I've ever seen in my life. Like instead of saying thank you, like she just was like that basically like that was fucking stupid. And see, and that's one of those things, like when you go all out, I mean, that's a totally, that's a perspective thing, right? But yeah. I mean, think about how big of a kick in the balls that is. And, and what, what, what boggled my mind is he like ended the, the clip ended with him saying, and she was right. And I'm like, she wasn't though. Fuck no, she's not right. You yeah. spent two and a half, three years trying to make her birthday as amazing as possible for her. Yeah. And for her to say, like, this is about your ego, like, get the fuck out of here. See, but that's the problem, right? I mean, yeah. I think you know, me and you have both been in relationships that were probably not the best for us. But it's one of those things. Sometimes you don't realize that until you're out of it. Yeah. Relationship goggles, I've heard it called. And I think right now he's in a really toxic relationship. And maybe he doesn't know what else to do. Yeah. And maybe he thought, oh, if I chase that Oscar, that will make things better. I mean, we've all been there, right? Oh, yeah. Like if I do this, then my life will be great. If I do this, my life will be great. And that, I mean, now he's an Oscar winner that no one was going to remember except for the time. Oh yeah. That's the night he slapped Chris rock. Yeah. And, and for a relatively minor joke in all circumstances, sure. I mean, it was, it was kind of a, a shitty one, but you know, again, that's not, what the, that's what those award shows are. They but, they poke fun at, at the all the people, and also too not knowing context. You know what I mean? Like yeah. him being unaware of her condition. Yeah. You know, I mean, just thinking she's some bald chick. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it's innocent. It, it well, and then Chris Rock. I've seen some interviews of him, and you know, one of the things he kind of talked about is like I, you know, I went to an all white school, so I legitimately know bullying. Yeah. I got bullied. He's like the way he kind of talked about it. It's like you. You realize, like, because his comedy is all based upon that. Sure. Him not being athletic or, you know, always getting picked on. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of been his, like, even the longest yard, remember? Like, that was kind of his whole thing when he's talking to Adam Sandler. You yeah. know, like, I was, like, the last kid picked and all this. And that's just where it's like, man, did you go slap him because you knew, like, yeah, I can beat up Chris Rock. Of course. And that's just, like, I think that's where people are getting mad. Yeah. Because it's like. If you went up and slapped The Rock, at least it showed you had some balls. Yeah. You know, if you went up and slapped Mark Wahlberg or somebody like that, it's like at least it showed you had some balls. And, and I think that's the problem. And that's just it. A guy like even even a guy like Mark Wahlberg, who's probably like five foot six. Yeah, but you don't look like you're gonna mess with Mark Wahlberg. Exactly, because he still looks like he's a little salty. He can probably if he's not gonna kick your ass, he's he's gonna get some shots in. Yes. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And and that's I think the, the ultimate problem. I think at the end of the day. The unfortunate thing about our society is Will Smith apologized. He apologized to everybody. He apologized to Chris Rock yeah. on Instagram. But, like, people still don't want to forgive. And right. and it, it, at the end of the day, what else are we supposed to do? Like, that's the whole problem I've had with cancel culture, right? Yeah. Like, just because he slapped Chris Rock, if I want to go watch Men in Black 4 or 5 or 7, whichever one comes out next, yeah. I'm going to go see it if I want to see it. Yeah, I'm not going to let society and all this bullshit dictate Sure. That, it's kind of like the whole James Gunn thing with Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, he's fired. Yeah. So he makes Suicide Squad, yeah. Peacemaker. Okay, we're going to bring him back. Yeah. Well, why'd you fire him then? Yeah. Just let it die down and move it's, on. Well, it's virtue signaling. Yeah. That's all it is. 
I've never heard that term. That's an interesting virtue signaling. It's pretty common. It's it's pretty common. It's just like it's it's just trying to like show that you're the good guy, and it's just a facade. we don't we don't stand with these bad right. people. We yeah. stand for the the right things. Yeah, which is again, that's what companies do when. Jimmy Uso made his decision on his own. We as WWE do not. We don't support that. Yeah. And it's Yeah. And that happens so much. Oh, yeah. So much. Uh, well, we got a little bit of toy talk. What do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your brain. Do a bit of toy talk. All right. So, big underscore bang. We are at our last retro figure uh, from this Mattel retro creations line. Mean Gene Okerlund. One of my favorites. I think everybody loved Mean Gene. He's actually the first ever Hasbro scaled announcer. What do you think? I dig it. Looks looks good. Looks looks like Mean Gene. Got the microphone in hands. Got the, the WWF blazer or yep. WWE blazer, I guess. Did you see that at WrestleMania? They showed some more retro figures. I did. Um, we saw Mouth of the South Jimmy Hart. Yep. Which is another omission. Of course, that's the exact same body as Mean Gene, which is kind of like, oh boy. Yeah. Uh, the Hart Foundation, which is a fun one. So we never got the anvil as the heart foundation. It was like a you know high energy anvil yeah. or new foundation. We also saw Nikolai Volkov, which goes with the Iron Sheik, and yeah. then then they showed off Tugboat and um, Tugboat got me, and then Lex Luger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what'd you think of all of those? Uh, I thought they looked good. Like I said, Tugboat got me though. I was like, damn, that's, pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, just happy to see Tugboat getting the figure. I remember when he got his elite. I was just like, "Wow, they put tugboat in the elite line. Yeah. That's amazing." Because yeah. I don't feel like he had that long of a run. He did not, but it was memorable though because I mean they really pushed him for for a hot minute. You yeah, know? they did. Um, and then of course he shortly became typhoon after that. And uh, I, I really like I really liked his run as typhoon too. I, I did too. He um he he really fit really well with earthquake and the, the idea of the natural disasters, I just thought was a cool ass name for a tag team. Oh yeah. And I love that. Yeah. That's they so were like, cool music. they were like big bruisers without needing the face paint and all the mm-hmm. goofy gear. Like you believed a splash that earthquake oh, splash yeah. when he just jumped on their chest. Yeah. Scared the crap out of me as a kid. Oh yeah. Like he could kill somebody. Absolutely. Yeah. And him, I, him doing the, the trimmers or whatever, jumping around the ring that you'd see him bouncing up and down. It's like, holy shit. Dude, John Tenta could work. <laughs> he was badass. People don't, I think sometimes he gets looked down upon cause like the name's so goofy earthquake, but dude, John Tenta could go. He was bad. I, I still like, I, I never really thought much of the guy until I saw that, um, that, "Quote unquote shoot fight in Japan that he had with um with another with I can't remember who it was, but I guess they got heated because both of them had been sumo wrestlers before, mm-hmm. and John Tenta was um uh I can't remember I can't remember what the the story was either he was newer in in the sumo culture or he he was better than that kid in sumo culture I can't remember what it was but that that Japanese guy was pissed at John Tenta." And they got into like a real fucking shoot fight in the, the ring. Uh, not one I would want to fight is John Tenta. Nope. Nope. I remember when he was Golga. I was kind of was like disappointing to me because I'm like, man. See, that was when he was in the mask, right? Yeah. I didn't even know that was him. A lot of people didn't know it was him initially. I knew. I remember him getting signed. Yeah. I was like, whoa, they signed John Tenta? Yeah. And like, then I was like, oh, it's Golga. Like, oh, that's kind of weird. But, you know, yeah, dude, uh, he was always such a talented guy. But, um, 
I don't think he's in the Hall of Fame. Is Earthquake in? I don't think he is. I don't think so. Is Typhoon? I don't think so. They should go in. Yeah. That should be definitely a team that goes in. Um, but yeah, um, I remember the Typhoon Hasbro, I felt like, came out really quick. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if they were planning to do a uh, a tugboat. Yeah. And which we've seen, like, you know, there was like a prototype out there. So I assume that was the case. And then they shifted gears and just put them on the Earthquake body and made them Typhoon because that was an easy fix. But yeah. Yeah, dude. Huge, huge fan of those guys. So. Absolutely. Cool stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for more retros. Did you see the Superstars line by chance? They We've seen Series 2 now with Shawn Michaels, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and that Ultimate Warrior. And they showed off Series 3 with The Undertaker, Mankind, Million Dollar Man, and Papa Shango. Yeah, so I, I've seen the Papa Shango figure. So DiBiase's got the full removable suit mm-hmm. and the Million Dollar Belt. Mankind's got the cloth, like, 96 Mankind shirt. And Taker had like the cloth cloak in the the hat. Okay, so I was like, "That's really cool." Like, yeah. I, I initially I was not too keen on those. I was like, "Eh," but like seeing all the stuff they have, they're pretty fun. Looks like they're putting some money into it then. Yeah, and I love that the carding kind of has that LJN feel. Yeah, that's cool. So I don't I don't know if I'll get any of them, but I think that's a cool idea. Uh, now it is time for our '90s Telewar. So again, we were um, we were a little bit ha- we had to record a bit early this week, but the poll is not finalized. But I'm going to go ahead and call it because it's currently at 35% to 65%. How, how, how much time do we have left on it? Seven hours, 36 minutes. Yeah, it's done. So uh, as of now, and again, I'll, we'll correct this next week if, if it changes. I don't think it will, though. Uh, the winner, moving on to the semifinals, Legends of the Hidden Temple with a 65% lead over Clarissa Explains It All at 35%. Can I just say that I'm highly disappointed in every single one of you out there? Highly disappointed. Well, you know what? I think you uh, shut up. That's what I think. I will not. I will not shut up. I think you should shut up because uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple is a great show, and I will not take this blasphemy. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna blaspheme all over this room. Don't you dare. <laughs> okay, so that moves on to our semifinal match. Up first, Double Dare versus Doug. You know, I I'd like to say Double Dare is gonna take it, but Doug. Pulled out a solid win last time that I didn't think it was going to beat. So Double Dare almost got beat by Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yep. And Doug got a really interesting win over Guts, which I didn't see happening. Yeah. So Doug could go all the way. Doug very well could go all the way. Um, I'm I'm gonna pick Double Dare though. I think so. I I agree. But I would be I wouldn't be shocked if Doug pulled it out again. So that that's what will be coming up next week's first semifinal match: Double Dare versus Doug. And then, of course, uh, next week we'll be doing Keenan and Kel versus Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah, I think it's also anybody's game there because I love Keenan and Kel. Yeah, I think so too. I, I think we could very well see Keenan and Kel in the finals, though. It's very possible. Legends of the Hidden Temple was fun, but again, that's it's a history lesson in a game show <laughs> with Olmec. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when they'd be like, "Olmec, you ready? Let's rock!" Yeah, <laughs> that was so weird. Yeah. But I was that was always a show I wanted to be on. It just looked like so much fun for sure. All right, man. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here? That's it. Of course, we're going to give a shout out to some of our podcasting buddies like Jeff and Scott over at the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Make sure to give them a follow and check out their show every Sunday. And Scott's side project, Drunk Wrestling History. Yes. Doing the favor with Eric and Barry. Give them a follow. Check out their show. Uh, they do sports podcasts. They do watch-alongs, all kinds of fun stuff. In fact, uh, Eric's been selling a lot of uh, figures on on Twitter. Yeah. So he's got some great stuff. So if you're looking to maybe kind of get some stuff in your collection, I would say hit him up because he's got some good stuff coming. Absolutely. Uh, the Ringside Rant with RJ. Check them. Check him out as well. 
The Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric is a fun show. The Leisure and Lariats Podcast with my buddy Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Boot to the Face with Marty and Rucker. Tales from the Estate with Drew Vinsel and his wife, Caitlin. In fact, me and Drew were uh, talking about our WrestleMania shirt weeks. Yeah. I was telling him about a new website I found. I'm like, dude, you need to check these out. They got some good got some good threads. What, what website? Uh, 500 level. Okay. So actually, a uh, good sister, Tara, sent me a uh, DM because they sell a licensed WWE Harley Race shirt. Oh, nice. And I was like, ooh, I need to get that. And so... Um, 500 level I've heard of. Yeah. I didn't know there was like a website though, but it's like the, the real soft type shirts. What was, it's one of those where it's like, it's a licensed shirt, but it's kind of off a little like some of the, like the homage shirts are like that too. But like the, it said like King of the ring, but it's like yeah. him in the NWA robe. I'm oh, like, eh, still fun. Yeah. But I was looking through their website cause they have like a superstar section of legends, female superstars and something else, I think. And I was going through it all. They actually have, like a revival shirt hmm. still up. They, and then I bought this one because I thought, Oh, I have to get that. They have a Cassius Ono shirt still up there. Nice. So I grabbed that too. Um, they actually just came in today, but I don't know. It's kind of fun okay. to find another shirt store. They have a lot of, a lot of cool macho man, razor Ramon shirts. A lot of the fun ones that, you know, we would remember as kids and stuff. Awesome. So yeah, check that out. Uh, so I was telling Drew, I was like, I want to check them out. They got some good shirts. He goes, I will definitely be doing that. <laughs> Um, then of course, uh, wreck my podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew. Check out them talking all things nostalgia, mm-hmm. trivia with buds with our pal Ryan Budge dropping trivia every single day. Howling with the wolf with our pal Jason Wolf, and uh, don't forget to check out his amazing chop shop. I don't know if you saw it or not yet, but I got the uh, I got some new figures in from him. One of them was uh, Jack Spade from Heels. Nice, and uh, he did amazing work on the detail. And Stephen Amell actually liked the tweet, which I was like. Hell yeah. Awesome. So yeah, it, it, it looks amazing. He does, he does great work. So make sure to support that chop shop. It's good stuff. Uh, pulling up a chair with our buddy, Tim over at a chair shop. Make sure to check that one out as well. Um, let's see a night of the nerdy laser podcast with our buddy, Richard and his friend, Matt talking horror films and catching up with Aaron and Daniel. Yes. And then our own shows, you know, it's fake, right? Every Monday with me and a special guest. This week, my buddy Daniel Cross is on the show. Really fun episode. Check that out. Nice. Uh, no Holds Barred with Bill Benis and his uh, hit single, uh, Crossface Chicken Wing. Yeah. Um, he had a fresh uh, chest hair shaving, I noticed. Yeah, he, that did. he did. He did. My God. And for some reason, every time I do different facial hair, he does it too. I know. I don't I don't understand it. It's like, what the hell, man? Like, let me do me, you know? Uh, but I, 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 I prefer him with the goatee, but you know. it looks better. Yeah. But uh, I will say this, Breaker, we're done. Oh, you're done. We're done with the season. Yeah. Is, is the season finale this Se- week? Season, it, it happened uh, as of this morning we're done with the season and it's kind of my fault oh yeah why is that um well i uh i, I made a boo-boo you know and i don't want to give too much away but poop your pants no um but i pooped the bed so to speak that's probably worse yeah um but uh you know it was a rib gone wrong and i effectively shut the place down oh well that or, happens yeah i'm yeah. glad you're at my house right now yeah yeah. Please don't shut my house down. So. <laughs> but, yeah, so. Season's over with, so I'm, I'm happy, though. And well, maybe we'll see the cross-faced chicken wing, you know, single coming soon. Do you think Bill's going to dive into music? He, he, son of a bitch. He he, I mean, know. he snuck a track on one of your albums before. He did, you know. And, and I'll be honest, people seem to really enjoy his songs for some reason. I I think it's his dancing more than his songs. Maybe. That, I, you know, but even before the video, people were buzzing about that yeah. song. I'm like, oh, my God. That, that man <laughs> is, a, is a walking nightmare. 
Also, check out the TV Toy Cast every Thursday with me and Travis Fowler talking all things retro toys. Uh, check out all of Bane's music and upcoming uh, soon Bill Benis's music on Dear Spotify God. and Apple, wherever you get your tunes. Dear God. <laughs> I know you said you were working on albums. I'm sure Crossface Chicken Wing will show up somewhere. I hope not. <laughs> uh, if you got a beard or know someone who has a beard, check out Outsiders Beard Co. Get you some beard balm, beard oil. Make that beard look amazing. Absolutely. So actually, uh, with that, spring scents are officially available starting today. Um, so check it out. We have... Uh, the returning favorite bullseye, which is lemon and lime. I love and that one. Then we have a breakfast pastry, which is just uh, brown sugar and cinnamon. Very pop tarty. Oh yeah. Like Super pop tarty. And if you got um, one of our, you want one of our t-shirts, check out pro wrestling com forward slash Brian breaker, bbph.redbubble.com or whatamaneuver.net. Search by store for breaker and mains power hour, TV toy cast, fully posable, doing the favor. All of our all of our pals, PPW, uh, Tales from the Estate, I think Boot to the Face, I think that may be it. And Dobro has a store, GBM yep. has a store, so you can check out all the all the great shirts in one foul swoop there. Absolutely. Uh, anything else, man? That's it. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We will see you guys in seven days. He's easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back at my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Dope pistols What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can't dig it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.